0: Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and thank you for joining us for this special Father's Day edition of the podcast. And joining us today is uh, Sean Tice. Sean, welcome to our podcast. Hey, it's good to be here. And Sean, uh, you are uh, with Life Factors Ministry, and I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how that got So, First of all, tell us what it is. Because um, it's a great ministry, and, and people need to know about it. So tell us what it is and, and how um, God led you to, to really go in this direction with your ministry.
1: Okay, yeah. We, uh, we started this ministry about 11 years ago. Um, actually, what happened was I, I went and started a nonprofit uh, corporation online, and then I told my wife about it. I said, hey, I started a ministry today. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned... Other than I learned that day that's not how you do it. No. no. You know, you know, and you're still you know, married, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty soon. I, I had just gotten married. Pretty you know, not that long before that. So, um, I you know we eventually we worked through it together. We you know we uh, she understood then what we were doing. It took her a while to catch on. And, but I just had this burden to, to reach fadless families. Um, I started out with a book before we formed the nonprofit. Where I was writing a book for fadless teen guys. And then it just turned into an entire ministry and just trying to encourage fatherless families and hey, you can make it. I don't know which one that I just had a passion and a desire after I went to school to be a pastor to help out with this issue. And so, yeah, what we do is we we uh, spread awareness about it. We go all over the country speaking. We actually travel in an RV as a family and speak all over the country on the issue of fatherlessness, spreading awareness. helping people understand that issues such as you know abortion drug and alcohol addiction suicide high school dropouts uh, even some homosexuality different things that come from fatherless families a lot of times and so we try to help people understand that but then we encourage people to get involved in their circle of influence to do something about it you know so say you have a little boy down the road that, that by your house is fatherless, or a single mom that you work with or somebody in your school that you uh, one of the kids in your class that you're working with we encourage them uh, individuals to go and do something for that and not just you know, I'll feel bad for them. You know what I mean? And right. So go and get involved. And then we create unique resources too. We have devotionals for fatherless teen guys, for fatherless teen girls, for single moms. Now they can be used as a small group study or a one on one mentoring resource. We have children's books for fatherless children, for motherless children, for orphan and foster care children. Uh, we also have an app called God is My Dad. Um, you can download it from the Apple or Google Play Store. But on there, there's videos from Christian leaders such as the Skip Guys. Um, a guy named uh, Stephen Kendrick who produced War Room, mm-hmm. Courageous, Facing the Giants um, a former NFL quarterback different pastors and ministry leaders just trying to encourage the fog of saying hey you can make it, you can overcome this there's a place in there way they consider stories or read stories of others and then also there's how-to articles, how-to videos on there um, I also speak in, in uh, youth detention centers and, um, Christian camps um, public schools, and Christian schools pretty much wherever the word leads go in and speak messages of hope to the fraudless and to kids in general, and then I share my story of forgiveness, of forgiving my own dad. And then also we partner with local churches, training them, their staff and volunteers, and, and just helping them understand how to minister to the fraudless in their, in their local community. So those are the four different ways that we help out, and that's what we do uh, with our ministry.
0: That reminds me, you know, you speak in Christian schools, you got to come by, you're going to be in our area, seems like September, October, November, we've got to talk about... Uh... Taking a trip up to southern Wisconsin sometime.
1: Oh yeah,
0: well, this is a this is a personal issue for you, is it not?
1: Oh yes, yeah. It's uh, I, I grew up with a, a dad. My dad. Do you want me to tell my story now? Yeah. Okay. That, that was the well, segue
0: I, I, into yeah. that. I should have been more obvious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, my uh, my dad, um, he was an alcoholic and a drug addict and. He struggled with all kinds of different uh, I say demons, I guess, d- different sins that he had in his life. Um, and uh, So he came home one time when I was about nine months old, and, and he was completely drunk, and uh, threw my mom and my brother and my sister out of our house. But for some reason, he wanted to keep me, the little baby. So my mom when was nervous. She got the cops to come. They showed up, and uh, they demanded my dad hand me over to them. And instead of gently handing me over, he took me, threw me across the room to the cops. Hmm. and you know I'm glad in just day that's the top of catch you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> God took care of me through that and uh, but my dad packed up his things in our small town in Pennsylvania and moved, and went on a bus and went back to his hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada and never came back and so that's what I started I, I called the fatherless journey um, Grew up growing up without a father but then I was blessed to have mentors I had people in my life that came into my life I had my grandparents that came alongside my mom and helped her and were support to her um, I had I uh, had and then I had, and my grandfather passed away when I was in about sixth grade. Um, then I had a youth pastor come to our church, and uh, he started filling that role. Um, he had just adopted five small children from the ages of kindergarten and down, uh, but he was you know, willing to uh, work with my sister and I. So we used to go into the house, spend time with them, and take some trips and do all kinds of stuff with us. Um, so it was just such an encouragement. Then we had volunteer youth leaders. We, had, um, we even had some, some, uh, some volunteer youth leaders in our church and I had this one guy that I met named Jim, and uh, Jim and Deb, and, and they uh, they kind of just took me under their wing when I was about 15, and I started working, working around the house, doing different things for a job, started working for Jim's business, and then I just kind of became part of the family, and uh, even to this day, Jim and Deb were like my parents, my, my dad's like my second mom, Jim's, my, um, Jim's like my dad, and my kids call them grandson, Grammy dad. They're like in-laws to my wife. And so, you know, I look back now and I see how God just really worked through it. Because if I wouldn't have those kinds of mentors and encouragement, I wouldn't be in the ministry today. Hmm. And so that's why I feel personal for me. And I see millions of other kids out there. There's over 30 million other kids in the United States that are dealing with fraudlessness. Um, and that's not including the numbers of kids that have a dad at home that, that doesn't care about them. And we consider that a fraudless right. issue as well. Um, I mean the numbers are devastating and the home the home lives of our you know, United States is messed nice up but I was blessed to have people come in my life to to help me and so I'm trying to replicate that um, all over the United States and that's why we're doing this national tour that's why we're trying to go wherever we can to speak on the issue and try to encourage people um, because it is personal for me but it's also a national epidemic as well
0: right and I, and I had I wouldn't say the same uh, atmosphere growing up but a similar, or I had lost my mom uh, at a very young age. My dad wasn't the greatest. He was kind of thrown into this, uh, all of a sudden raising two boys on his own. Um, but if it weren't for, you know, my dad made a lot of mistakes, but the, the one thing he did right was he made sure we were in church, and there were so many people in that church that poured their lives into me, invested time in me, and if it weren't for that, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, and, and so... Uh, there, there's so many opportunities for for people in the church to step up, and as, as I think you're trying to make people aware of, they can make a difference in, in these ch- children's lives. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the fact that our society today, I don't think, recognizes this as a problem, uh, because yeah, there's there's a lack of fathers, but you know, we are uh, in this sexually free society where. Uh, let's not judge anybody who decides to have a child on their own or, or whatever. And we don't see the importance of family. But talk to us a little bit about the child who's who's growing up in that atmosphere uh, and may not even be aware of um, what's going on and, and and some of the challenges they're they're facing that we may not recognize. Well, I mean, it's and, and the kid
1: thing is every kid takes it differently. Um, right you know there's some kids that they and the problem is what we're seeing is we're seeing a multi-generational this would be a multi-generational issue so we're seeing you know there might be kids that their parents let them be transgender now where maybe their parents grew up without a dad and so the reason why they're, they're like hey you can do whatever you want is because they didn't have a father in their home yeah and so we're seeing the results of parents not having dads or grandparents not having dads and so it's it's becoming you know, like, why is this all happening? You know, these kids have a mom and a dad. Well, maybe that mom and dad didn't have parents themselves, and that's why right. these issues come into their life. You know, but ultimately, it, it, not having God in their life, but it, there is a lot to the uh, psychology of you it know, with them um, You not having a father. So say like a girl, you know, she oftentimes, she's looking for security because dads provide security. If the dad's not providing security, then she's going to go look for love in all the wrong places. And so she's going to try to find a, uh, um, a boyfriend and find a guy that's going to fill that gap. And so she ends up oftentimes either either having an abortion, which happens most of the time, it seems like, or she keeps the baby. And then she keeps the baby, and then the grandparents other the parents end up becoming grandparents at a young age. Yeah. And there's a huge, there's actually an epidemic right now between grandparents um, that are raising their grandkids. Right. a divorce rate between them because the grandfathers are walking away, saying, "I've already done my time as a parent," and so it's affecting grandparents, it's affecting their kids, it's affecting the grandkids, and, and it's just a continual, it's just a continual thing. You know, the, the boys they they don't drop the t- taught masculinity by the by male influences, and so they they end up um, falling down the tendencies of the of the father. They don't have that love and affirmation from the dad, or they have that distant relationship with the dad. The dad rejects them, and so. They, you know, they get a twisted view of, uh, um, of life. There, there's a guy named Dr. Joseph Nicolasi. He's a psychologist in California. He's been on Oprah, and he says, he said, I've worked with thousands of homosexuals. He said, I've never seen a homosexual who had a loving, respectful relationship with his father. And what Dr. Joseph Nicolasi does is he helps um, homosexuals will come to him and say, hey, I don't want to have these feelings anymore. Help me be a heterosexual. Help me to go back to being what, the way God created me. And so he he works with them and helps them figure out. Okay, why do you have these tendencies? Why are you struggling with this? And he says, oftentimes, uh, you know, he's worked with thousands of them, and, and they have never had a good relationship with their dad. And so it goes back to that. We see homosexuality, we see abortion, suicide. They feel rejected. You know, they're feeling rejected by their parents. They don't feel whole. You know, because God set it up where their life, our life, is in balance with a mom and a dad. Yeah. And it's like a scale. And, and when our life is off balance. Uh, you know, or one of one of our parents is, and not in our life, our life is off balance. So mom or dad's gone. You just picture that scale. It's it's off balance. And so we as Christians, Christian school teachers, pastors, ministry leaders, volunteers, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whoever you are, you can go into their life and say, okay, I'm going to help bring your life back into balance. And but, all, but these kids are running around. Like I don't know why they're uh, doing all this stuff and committing crime. You know, often like I just was speaking in a. Uh, youth detention center in Augusta, Georgia, in, all, in March. And 95% of the kids in there were fatherless. Hmm. Um, they grew up without a dad. And the reason why they're acting out is because they're looking for attention, they're looking for love from um, other, other gang members. Uh, they're looking for trying to find forceful love. You know, uh, it's, there's a statistic that uh, I think it's 80% of rapists are motivated with anger issues, come from fatherless homes. Um, so they're, they're, you know, they're in these uh, youth detention centers because they grew up without a dad not give them an excuse because they shouldn't have done the things that they did, but they their, their life was off balance. And so they go to a gang trying to trying to find that, that coping, you know what I'm saying, trying to find that coping right. method or trying to find those father figures. And so they just fall into that. And even with the uh, drug and alcohol addiction, they're, they have a way higher uh, statistic of being a drug drug addict or alcoholic. Even my own dad, my dad was a was fatherless. His dad died when he was, I think, about 15, and it just affected him big time. Uh, but then my uncle, my uncle's little brother, he had a church in Las Vegas, um, Dave Kice, and he was, like, two years younger than him, he was 13 or 11. They were either 11 or 13 or 13 or 15, something like that. My dad decided to go down the path of the world and try to find happiness in the world. My uncle found a church and got plugged into that church, and now he's serving God. And, you know, I'm not condemning my dad, I'm just saying, right. you know, you can either go down two different paths, but the majority of the time we at a church, we haven't, and like you said, it, it was kind of, I think it's not an issue. And so we kind of neglected these kids. We've neglected these single moms. We kind of labeled them like black sheep. And now we're seeing the effects of it. And now it's affecting us, everybody. And I, and I speak, I tell everybody, I'm like, it's affecting you. It's affecting everybody because it's affecting our tax dollars. It's affecting our, the crime in our neighborhoods. It's affecting families because of you know grandparents raising their grandkids. I mean, it, there's so many things that, coming from this issue, that right. it's affecting everyone in one way or another,
0: so. Well, and that's really the remarkable part of your story, is that you know uh, Matt and Josh Tyson, somehow you still turned out to be okay. That wasn't a hindrance <laughs> to you. <laughs> anyway, I, I went to college I with, did, with I both Matt and I, I never <laughs> met Josh
1: till I was, uh, I don't know, I was a teenager probably. I, I never met my dad. I, I, never been to, I was never in Las Vegas until I was 15 years old. And I met my dad, and I met my Uncle David, and I met my cousins out there. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I didn't meet Joshua so
0: way later in life. Well, maybe that that was your saving grace. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, you know, James 1, 27 commands us to go and visit the, the, the widow and the orphan. And so the church is under a command to come alongside these families where the father's not there or 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 whatever not even just uh as you mentioned just a father leaving or absent but a a a father who might even be in the house but just not fulfilling his god-given role so how does the church come in and come alongside these these families and help shepherd them and and guide them well there's a
1: ton of different ways they could do that um you know I, I personally believe that the best way is an organic approach, where it's not a program. Um, you know, we tried—we've we, been doing this for over a decade now, and we tried to do a program at the beginning of our ministry, and we realized that, uh, especially after being a pastor for six years down in Florida, I realized that the last thing I would want is another program. <laughs> right. But the best way is to do an organic approach where you know there's a kid somewhere, or a single mom, or a grandparent raising their grandkids, or a foster family, or a single dad, or whoever it is, that's then you're like, God, that brings to people in our circle of influence. And so so picture a circle around you, like, who's in that circle, okay? And so the best way for you to minister to these kids is to kind of get that, introduce that to your congregation, saying, okay, who's in your circle right now? Who's fatherless? Who's a single mom? Who's a grandparent? Now, what have you done for them in the last year? You know how do you encourage that? Hmm. Because it says it's pure religion, and when it, and it says in our verse that it's pure religion, it's a pure religious practice in James 1:27. That's something that I don't. I mean, we should be paying attention to. I mean, right. As Christians, we should. That's something we need to pay attention to. We make up a lot of man-made roles, a lot of man-made traditions and preferences and stuff that we cling to, and they're not even. I personally believe a lot of them aren't even honoring to God. They're just stuff that man made up. But when it says it's a pure religious practice from God and his scriptures, it says that, that's something we really should be paying attention to. So it's a pure religious practice. And then we look at the rest of that verse and it says, it's a pure religious practice in front of God to visit the Fatherless. Okay, well, if it's pure religious practice, I need to go do that. And if right. I haven't done anything for them ever or in the last year or the last six months, I probably should take a little time out of my schedule and go visit the Fatherless, whether it is writing on a message on Facebook, whether it is started writing a letter, Starting to encourage them, texting them. There's so many ways you can communicate with them and start building that relationship. And then you can go into a more, form, you know, more formal, more involved relationship. Where hey, you want to go out to eat sometime? Hey, I'm changing my oil for a kid. I'm changing my oil in my car. I'm going fishing or whatever yeah. you like to do. Whatever you're good at. Whatever your hobbies are. Even work that you have at your house. You know, don't make them a slave at your house. Pay them money and you know, make them, You know, have them, have them uh, get involved. But teach them how to to function in society. You know, if everybody would just take one kid or one single mom or one, you know, somebody that's doing something involved in these families, we can make a major impact in our nation. Um, you know, and it's a shame what's happening to these kids where, you know, their, their dads walked away, but well, we can, as Christians, we can change that. Right. And we can really, you know, because sadly, um, these kids are being drawn into different politics, different sides of the spectrum um, with, with politics and different things in our country where they're, a lot of times they're going against biblical traditions, biblical standards. And if we can draw them in and say, hey, I want to mentor you and help you, you're going to help your country too. Right. So I tell people, I said, if you really think you're patriotic, if you really think you love your country, go and help a fatherless kid out. Because this is the number one social issue in our country. It's the number one thing hurting our country. So go mentor our kid instead of saying, I'm patriotic and put a flag in your yard. That's great, but go do something about it. You right. know what I mean? And so the best way is just to find who's in your life. And think to yourself, okay, okay, I can go do this with that. I like to hunt or I like to sew, or whatever it is you like to do. You like to go out to eat. Take them with you. Hmm. You know, start investing in that family. You know, not just a one-time thing. There's churches that do oil changes for single moms. That's awesome. That's great. And it's a great way to start it. What about the rest of the year? Right. What about what else can you do? What else can you do for these families? And that's what we train on, and that's what we help in our, our online training that we offer. Um, and that's what we help churches with. We say, okay, get involved throughout the year. Don't just do a one-time thing. Because it says in that verse to visit, I and mean, if you look at in the Greek, that's to look upon in order to help or to benefit. That means you know you're you're looking upon them. You're not doing it a one-time deal. Right. Um, and and then also in that verse it says, pure is for God and the Father. Is this to visit? The father was. And widows. You know, oftentimes as churches, we do a great job of helping the widows out. And, and that's awesome. We should. We should do that for the widows. But what about those single moms? Because if we look at the root of that word widows, it's, it says it's women who've lost a husband due to death or abandonment. Hmm. And so there's there's men that have walked away from these women's lives, and they're like, they're just kind of by themselves, picking up the pieces. You know, for many years, my mom and our church growing up, and I'm not you know, bashing my church growing up. They were, they were great. Many, in many ways, but my mom often felt like a black sheep because she was labeled as a divorced woman. And she used to say, "She's like, man, I wish my husband would have died, uh, and because right. he, he was gone anyways, he was basically dead. But she's like, I wish he would have died because I would have been treated better as a widow. Hmm. And you know, we need to we need to break that. We need to start loving on these families. It's yeah, it's an organic approach, and it's basically you just saying, okay, I this is the way I can help." Uh, this is somehow I can show love to a family, this is somehow I can show love to a child, or whoever it is that's in your life, and going and doing that. You know what I mean? Not just thinking right. about it. Okay.
0: Well, tell us about this concept, God is my dad, and and, and that ministry, that that idea.
1: Yeah, that's the ministry we started, because when we started this ministry, we had a hard time getting, um, to be honest, we had a hard time getting pastors and ministry leaders to catch on. They were like, why are you trying to help the Father? So like you said earlier, you know, it's something that, We kind of ignore the issue. And a lot of people are seeing it now. They're like, wow, it's in in the news. Things are happening from it. And so we created this app to administer to the FODLIS ourselves. Uh, We already had some books and different things, but we felt like God was leading us to create a website and app that um, had content on it that was directed related to FODLIS. And so I I started doing it, and I also pulled in uh, two interns uh, that I had in our youth group. I was a youth pastor at the time. And so these two intern girls, they were uh, they were teen girls themselves, and so they helped develop it. And so it's actually from me as a fatherless guy and as an adult, and the two fatherless teen girls. And then I also had um, some help from a fatherless college age guy, and then uh, and they just kind of continued on. And We just continued to develop it. And the reason why we developed it is again just to evangelize and disciple the fatherless. And so it's a, really a um, it's a brand. It's a Movement uh, just to say, Hey, God will fill the void. God will help you with this. Your your earthly dad might not care, but God's a way better dad, anyways. He's way better than the best dad on this earth. And so, God will fill all the different voices. So, our slogan for that is finding security and worth in Him. You know, saying, Hey, you can find security through God. You can find your worth and value. Because oftentimes, as a father's teen guy, you feel like you feel inferior to a lot of people. You feel like, Man, I'm not as good as that. I don't get to have. As many opportunities. And you may not say that, but you actually, there's thoughts you have about that that come into your mind. Or Satan tries to, to tempt you with thinking those things. and you don't feel as worthy as, a, as another girl that might have a father in her life. And so showing you that you have a dad, and, and, and you can have that security, and, and you can have that worth, and the best dad ever. And hmm. so really going with the verse, I think it's Psalm 68 5 the father of the fatherless and the judge of the widows is God's holy habitation. You know, if you really think about that, in God's holy habitation, you know, and, and where he where He habitates, where he's at, he is a father of the fatherless. He loves the fatherless. He cares about them, and he wants to help them. But we have to just go to him, and through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we can I mean, we can have God as our heavenly father. It's such an amazing promise. And so that's what we're proclaiming all over the country. I wear these, uh, I have these God as my dad t-shirts that I wear. Actually, I have one on right now. I wear them all over the place. And uh people are commenting all the time, Yeah, God's my dad too, or I love your shirt sure, because people resonate with it. They're like, Wow, my dad was horrible but I have a I have a job that cares about me. Mm. and so that's what it's all about, just evangelizing, of the fatherless and the fact that there's a heavenly father that really cares about us.
0: Alright, so we're this is this is our Father's Day edition, so what advice do you have to fathers who are maybe a new father, uh, you know, just a uh, uh, looking at a, a newborn, thinking, oh, man, can I really do this? Or a dad who might be struggling and thinking, oh, man, this is just, I can't possibly do this job. Uh, what advice do you have to them?
1: Well, I was just saying, don't, don't feel like you're on an island. <laughs> because, uh, all, I don't know, most dads that want to be good dads, I think, feel the same way. Like, man, I'm failing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I mean, that's the way I feel. I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 4-year-old. And I just pray to God often. I'm like, God, please just fill the holes of where I'm failing. I mean, I, I really want to see my kids succeed. I have a passion, desire to see them um, live for God. And to be honest with you, I'm just you know, I'm doing my, my best to do that. And so I would just say, hey, some of the ways you can do that is uh, following examples of, of biblical standards, like uh, following examples of a guy like Joseph in the Bible. You know, Maybe you're like, well, Joseph wasn't really a dad the whole time, but the, the way he lived, though. I mean, Joseph, he was, no matter what happened in his life, he kept serving God, kept faithful to God. He, God was with him because of that. He kept trusting God. And if you do that, your kids are going to see you, and they're going to watch you. If you have a person with a devotional life, and, and, you're, and you're, you're getting God's word every day, I want to encourage you to do it in front of your kids. Right. Sit in the living room and read, read God's Word. Um, pray to God. Spend time with God. It doesn't have to be some formal thing. Just spend a few minutes, you know, with, with with God and let your kids see it. And also spend time praying with them and reading God's Word or reading a little kid's devotional, whatever you can do. But just influence them and, and, and have your home filled with um, things about God. And don't be a hypocrite in front of them. I mean, that's, that's something, too. We have to be careful with that. We're we'll worried. We have to get you have to get rid of the selfishness saying, "Well, I deserve to watch this or that, or listen to this or that." If you're not going to let your kid listen to, it, why would you? Right. You know, sometimes it's okay to watch certain things. You know, there's certain things that your kids don't need to watch for the violence. I'm not going like that. I'm talking, you know, if it was something you would never let your kid watch, you wouldn't want them to watch when they were they were an adult. Why would you listen to it or whatever it might be? So don't be a hypocrite. You know, make sure you because your kids, our kids, see, they know. You know what I mean? Right. They, they see it though. And that, they're, they're following our actions more than they are our words. And so it's like, it's like the guy that, you know, he's smoking a cigarette and he says, you better never smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I we've had people like that before. That's the same thing with a lot of stuff. So be consistent. Be, don't be a hypocrite in front of them. Have a faithful walk with God. You know, be, be forgiving of other people, you know, forgive people. Spend time with them. Just laying the foundation in front of them saying, hey, I genuinely want to serve God and... I want you to as well but doing it in your actions too not just speaking about it I mean I think that's invaluable to kids mm. is there you know is there a perfect formula for it I don't know that there is I think it's just being you being consistent in your faith and, and having a true desire to have a pure religious walk a pure faith with God a pure walk with God and that your kids will catch on to that yeah. um, and being intentional about a dad spending time with them and you know I tell people when I speak in church like, you know, our kids are way more important than any job or career that we could ever have, or any hobby. You know, because those things will bring maybe maybe some happiness, maybe not. Right. And your kids will bring bring happiness. And so focusing more on them. And I have to remind myself of that. I get I get wrapped up in our ministry and, and I just wanna see it, it grow and succeed, but I gotta make sure I, 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 I break off from that and, and go spend time with my wife and kids and, and also you really just make sure you're focusing on your wife too and being that if you are if you're, you know, if you're not a single dad or whatever but if you're married making her you know, putting her on a pedestal in front of your kids and loving her and, and just uh, serving her needs you know what I mean and your kids will see that um, that's, I mean, that's the stuff I would encourage just having an active faith and living for God and, and being an example that way
0: well final question here we normally end off each product uh, program with some recommended resources. You have several books for sale on your website. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, we have our, uh, our children's books, Daniel Day and the Fatherless Dinos, Paul and Penelope the Fatherless Penguins, Eli and Ella, the Little Elephants. And those books are used to encourage little kids saying, hey, you can, uh, it's not your fault you're in this situation. God loves you. And then they have a gospel on them. Um, we also have our devotional books for fatherless teen guys, fatherless teen girls, for single moms. They walk through the top 30 things that um, you might deal with not having a dad in your life. And so we, we encourage people, um, kids through that or single moms through that. They can use it as a small group study or a one-on-one mentoring resource. You can work through that with them. Also on our God Is My Dad app, there's uh, videos and stuff that you can watch with kids if, when you're working with them. Uh, you can watch them with, with your kids if you are a single mom. Uh, we, had, we had one single mom comment on our Facebook page recently and said, Hey, there's this, uh, our, our, I have my son, he's, fought, basically he's and he loves hearing the stories of other people that have gone through this and, and it encourages him. He's just a little boy, like five or seven years old, something like that. And mm. so uh, helping with that. We also have a training site too. We have um, where it's a whole online training site training ministry leaders on how to understand the fatherless and then also how to help them overcome what they're dealing with. Um, and I've
0: them throughout the years. So, All right, well, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, talking with us today on this Father's Day edition. And we're going to have a link to all of this stuff on our website, so uh, lifefactors.org, god dad.com, and you can learn all about those different uh, things on those two websites. Don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and our Twitter at basicbiblecast. Uh, sean again thank you not just for uh coming on the podcast but for your ministry and what you do for the fatherless yeah no problem it Was
1: great to be here i appreciate it Thanks all right for me
0: on. so join us again next week we'll be jumping right back into our series on the 10 commandments so until then have a great rest of your week